Okay, hello and welcome to episode seven of the Jobcast, the Employment Support Team's podcast that aims to help you build the skills and confidence you need to find work. I'm Dan. And I'm Francesca. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about self-employment and running your own business. Self-employment isn't always about being an entrepreneur, but also um, it's about the smaller businesses and people who enjoy the flexibility of working for themselves. We're also joined by Adriana from WSX Enterprise, who's going to tell us a bit more about their Speed You Up Young Entrepreneur Programme. Welcome, Adriana. Hi, hello. Uh, thank you so much for inviting me today. Uh, I am really very happy that I will be able to share uh, uh, some information about the uh, programme I coordinate. Uh, so, uh, as you know, my name is Adriana and uh, I am a program coordinator of Speed You Up. I am also a trainer of this program. So the program is delivered uh, at schools, but also in uh, charities, um, training centers. Uh, and we also work closely with uh, Job Center Plus and uh, County uh, Surrey County Council and Hampshire uh, Councils. Can I just ask, um, how is your project funded? Okay, so the project is funded by the European Regional Development uh, Plan. Uh, and uh, thanks to this uh, funding, the program is uh, free of charge. Uh, so there are no costs uh, involved whatsoever uh, when uh, delivering the course. Brilliant, thank you. So we'll be talking to Adrian more about Speed You Up later on. But first, we thought that we'd just talk about self-employment and um, Dan has um, some really interesting facts for us. Yeah, that's right. I've managed to find, find some stats um, hidden away on the internet. Um, so uh, according to the Federation of Small Businesses, uh, at the start of 2020, there were 5.9 million small businesses in the UK. Um, and according to the Office for National Statistics, uh, there were 17,900 people uh, who were self-employed and lived in Southampton in 2020. Um, and also one that I thought was quite interesting, um, another ONS study in 2020 found that one in five, about 21% of 16 to 21 year olds um, said that it's likely, they think it's likely that they'll be self-employed at some point in the future. Uh, so it's worth pointing out, obviously, that a lot of those facts were, were before the pandemic and we know that, um, you know, self-employed people have been hit pretty hard by the pandemic. Um, but actually, you know, now as, as things are opening up again, um, we're seeing that actually it's still a viable option and a lot of people are starting to explore that route again. So that's why we thought we'd discuss it in, in this podcast. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I knew that back in um, 2019, it seems like, Oh, yeah, a long time ago now, but um, I did my dissertation and my um, got research on self-employment and obviously we were running our own self-employment um, project and things. And I think it's really interesting because Southampton is known and has some really high stats for people being self-employed and business startups and things. And actually, through doing the project and things, I think it's you can see why it's on the increase because you know people are able to work it around 
families and responsibilities and you know and also their own health conditions and, and disabilities and things as well i think um yeah it's, it's definitely i think the way forward for a lot of people but i'm also really aware that you know something that people don't always think about is the isolation so working you know self-employed if you're working from home unless your job is about going out and networking or having the contact with customers and things then actually you know it can be really really isolating um i know that you know my experience of, of having sort of had our own business with my mum and we were florists and you know it was a really really successful business and it wasn't always isolating when you were talking to the brides and when you were talking to the families of whatever fact you know flowers and things you're doing but um when you're sat there doing the flowers unless my mum and i were in the room together you know you could spend hours and not talk to people <laughs> um and you know even doing quotes and things it's it can be really isolating um, it works for some people as well though, doesn't it? I think I, I know a lot of the clients that I met um, when we ran the self-employment project actually, you know, the big appeal for them was that they were able to work on their own, get on with it and enjoy their own company. Yeah, um, I agree with you that self-employment can be actually uh, a bit isolating. Uh, but uh, for example, here in WSX, uh, we encourage um, um, business owners to take part in different um, uh, events or training offered uh, via Zoom uh, or uh, in any other online form, which will, which allows uh, business owners to kind of uh, meet up and uh, exchange their thoughts and experiences uh, and most of all learn and, and develop their skills. So yes, it can be um, isolating experience but there are so many different uh, options these days where uh, business owners can actually connect with each other and uh, be able to, uh, to look after their well-being by getting in touch with other businesses, other business owners or training providers. Yeah, definitely. And I think going back, um, so we started the business 14 years ago and looking to see how things have changed now so i'm just thinking about the amount of times i'd have to get up at half past five in the morning to go to business networking breakfast for half past six and literally walk through the door and be all smiles and all up for networking and then have this breakfast and actually inside i was just thinking i could still be in bed right now um but you know obviously with covid and things lots of, of those stops um all moved online and i think if nothing else, the, the pandemic and the lockdowns and things have really encouraged people to start looking at their own well-being and reaching out in different ways. It's not all about networking face-to-face -face now. I think there's, you know, people have seen that it works really well to do it via Zoom, to, um, you know, do this really random thing of picking up the phone and, and having a conversation with somebody and just introducing yourself. I've seen an increase in sort of LinkedIn, um, sort of conversations and, and sort of people linking together that way as well. It's, it's been really interesting. Um, but yeah, I have to say, I don't miss those early morning networking breakfasts at all. <laughs> Actually, I'm really glad that you mentioned this uh, experience because um, 
uh, you actually highlighted many skills which uh, are so important uh, uh, to have if you are a business owner. So yes, definitely you need to be dedicated, uh, get up sometimes really early and, and, uh, and work uh, not very sociable hours. And also um, another skill which is so important is adaptability. Uh, where you really need to uh, adapt your way of working, way of thinking, and uh, and be keen on on learning new uh, new things, which will allow you to uh, to deliver your business and develop your business. Yeah, yeah definitely. We had um, <laughs> it sounds a bit stupid, really. But as we came across the early days of setting up the business, we come across all these things that we didn't know how to do or need to do a bit more research on it for us. And in our workroom, we had basically, it was a glorified washing line, um, but we, we then kind of like pegged on the different things that we needed to challenge. So each week, my mum and I would both take one each. We'd do the research or, you know, do what we had to do, and then we'd feed back to each other. So it was just a way of, just visualising really kind of what needed to be done, but also then sharing that knowledge. Um, and, you know, it's a way of trying to make it a little bit more fun and yeah. just sort of stand out. Really. Oh, but, well, well cool. put two in the room, what you yeah. do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that, that nails it, doesn't it? In the actually setting up a business, there's no, you know, for all of the support that's out there and all of the workshops and training, there's, there's still no handbook on how to run a business. It's, it's a unique experience for everyone. And I think that kind of, like I say, just breaking it down into one thing at a time, figuring one thing out, and then you know it, moving on to the next. It's a great way to, to approach it. Yeah. If I may add, uh, yes, I totally agree. And uh, this is so important that you both mentioned this because um, many young people, especially uh, who think about setting up a business, uh, they believe that they need to have um, certain knowledge uh, and be um, educated in all areas of, of the business uh, development in order to start a business, which is not true. Uh, it is not possible to, uh, to know everything before you set up a business. Therefore, it is so important to acknowledge it and acknowledge that you uh, learn as you go. You, learn on your mistakes and there will be no doubt lots of mistakes and lots of errors but the good thing is about having your own business that you can always uh, start from the beginning and the experience you gain as you go uh, is uh, very very precious this is something which will stay with you uh, for your life and will help you to uh, to do better and better in your uh, in your business. Yeah, definitely. I think also the really important thing is to remember that although you're a specialist or you know an expert in whatever it is, so in my case it was it was floristry. Um, doesn't it? Although you're not an expert in all of the other things that you need to do, you have to consider it. So things like, you know. Finance, absolutely my pet hate. I hate anything to do with finance and I'll run away from it if I can. Um, I let my mum get on and do that bit. But, you know, also thinking about publicity, the social media, the marketing, the 
um, you know, booking into events so that you, you can sort of publicise your business. All of those things, the customer service, it's it's not always just about your the actual business, it's about what's around it as well. Um, and like you say, it, it's building up the experience and only resilience as well um, to, to engage in that. We, you know, wedding fairs and things are really scary things. And the first couple we did, my mum and I just hated it because it felt really daunting. Loved the customers coming and talking to us about the flowers. That was great. But it was, <laughs> it was all the other stall holders. It was a really intimidating environment. And actually it's about building up that resilience, that confidence and, and things as well to, to, you know, just to build your business really. Um, but yeah, I think, in my experience, though, everybody's always so happy to offer help. So, you know, if you ask another small business, whether it's networking, whether you're part of FFB, um, you know, whatever it is, if you need help, there's always someone who's there willing to point you in the right direction. Or, or even, you know, we've kind of done a couple of um, things where we've sort of bartered. So, you know, somebody's looked at our tax returns for us and in return, we've given them, you know, quarterly bunches of flowers or, you know, people are happy to do stuff because they recognise actually, you know, small startup businesses who just need to help each other. So it's not always a cash value. I found that as well, actually, when I was, um, so majority of my self-employment knowledge comes through supporting clients on self-employment projects and so I was kind of learning with them uh, as we went but I was amazed actually at just how much was out there and so we talked about like the the peer support groups and stuff but also like you say just people just willing to help each other out and I was expecting it to be you know really competitive for my clients and the, you know I'd ask people some advice and they wouldn't give it because they were a competitor but it was a complete opposite actually and we even had clients who were you know running very similar businesses very similar industries that they worked in and they would help each other out just because they know what it's like and that was a, a really nice surprise actually yeah Mm, absolutely. Uh, when I deliver the Speed You Up uh, program, I very often uh, tell the learners, and uh, I haven't mentioned that the learners of Speed You Up are uh, of age from 16 to 25. Uh, so they are relatively young and very often the beginning of, of the journey of um, owning a business. So, yes, at the beginning, uh, they have to do absolutely everything related to their business. As you, Francesca, said, you have to be a finance person, you have to be a marketing person and sales person, all of these things. But what is fantastic that really there are uh, fantastic resources on, on Internet and there are colleagues, as, uh, as Dan mentioned, across sector, who are really happy and keen uh, to help. And the competition, uh, of course, there is a competition, but uh, people are so keen uh, to share information, share their experiences and knowledge, because at the end of the day, they're all uh, in the same uh, kind of world of, uh, of, uh, of business uh, owning. And uh, I think it really unites people. And uh, this is a wonderful uh, experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I think for me, I, 
I loved with the, the self-employment project and things, I loved seeing people being able to grow their ideas. So they'd come to us with a bit of a concept, well, they'd come to Dan really, but they'd come to Dan with a bit of a concept. This is kind of what I want to do. And then watching them grow and then have, you know, achieve what they wanted to achieve. I think for me, that was, you know, it was just wonderful. There's one person that particularly sort of sticks in my mind. Um, and, you know, the journey that they took um, just personally and professionally, just nobody would know right now. You know, when they saw the website, when they, you know, have contact with, with the individual, they would never know just how much they've overcome in order to, to achieve their dream. And, and, you know, they're doing it and it's successful and it's and it, a business that's managed to survive COVID. So, you know, it's, um, I think for me, that's just brilliant. It's just listening to people's stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I agree. Uh, this is a journey, uh, setting up a business and entrepreneurship. This is a real journey. And uh, this, what you just said, it relates to a business planning where, where you have this business idea, uh, which, uh, is born out of nowhere very often and then as you go as you follow your business plan this idea may uh, change into something totally different it may uh, result in totally different uh, other business initiatives and this is the beauty of it that one idea can uh, give branches of other ideas and uh, and uh, you can end up uh, with a, a business which uh, is maybe not uh, very much related to the initial business idea uh, at some point. And this is also, uh, in my view, um, a very positive thing that uh, business planning and um, how you go about your business changes constantly, uh, develops and uh, gives at each step of running a business, new opportunities. Um, I think this is a great advantage of, of being a business owner. I found it as well, actually, that um, on the self-employment project, we'd have clients that would, would come to us with their idea and it would be viable and we'd support them and they'd start trading and actually they found that it wasn't what they wanted to do. Actually, they gave it a go, and and so you know they they come to me and they they would be on you know I'm so sorry you've, you've given me all of this help and and it hasn't worked, and and actually I just turn around and say actually that's that's not the case is you know you've still developed you've you've come from one person to become another, and you know it comes down to it feels like we talk about it on every podcast we do but the the transferable skills that you get from that well actually that's going to help that person move into employment or something that they do want to do. And actually, you know, every experience, whether it's good or bad, whether it's successful or not, is is a really good thing to learn from, even if it doesn't seem like it at the time. Yeah, and I think it's also about kind of, you know, it's, it's right for some people and it's not right for others. Unless you actually give it a go, you don't know. And it could be something that that's all you've ever wanted to, to do is have your own business and you try it. And it's to try it. 
it's better to try and decide it's not for you than for you to then have years of just regret of, I should have done it, I should have just given it a go. Because actually, you know, you can start up a business with very minimal startup costs. Some businesses appreciate it, not all, but, um, you know, my mum and I, we started um, literally, it was like, okay, well, we'll buy everything as we go, so we'll, we'll get the flowers. And, we were doing, you know, £3,000 weddings of flowers around my parents' kitchen table. Um, and, you know, the first the first couple of weddings we did, literally, I mean, you know, for those of you who know me, I'm quite sure anyway, and the, the buckets that all the flowers come in are quite tall, and we're having to step over them and have flowers in our hands because the space wasn't big enough. And, you know, I look back at it now and just think, oh my God, what must we have looked like? At least nobody who was paying us for services, you know, saw us kind of in this. But that's, that's the reality of having a small business. That's the reality of starting up. Um, and, you know, now it gives me many happy little memories, even though working till four o'clock in the morning, having an hour of sleep and then having to go set up the church for flowers is not glamorous. And I think that's the other thing is that starting up businesses having your own business isn't always glamorous you don't get to just switch off at five o'clock and log on at nine o'clock actually if it's your own business especially for the first couple of years i think you need to be prepared to work whatever hours you need um and you know and that's part of that dedication i think adrian you, you spoke about earlier is it's about being flexible so as much as having your own business allows you to be flexible. You also have to be flexible in order to put the time in to the business as well. Of course, and uh, again, I'm glad that you are mentioning it because uh, many famous entrepreneurs uh, these days, they started small. It isn't that uh, you uh, wake up and one day you have this uh, great massive uh, company uh, and uh, lots of employees working for you. So you are very right. You start small, but you can expand as you go. And I believe that if you have this business idea, this passion, uh, it is all possible and uh, it is definitely worth um, trying a business idea and uh, checking how this can uh, develop and how it can transform. But uh, with regards to working time, which you mentioned, yes, definitely you have to work really hard. If this is your passion, the long working hours are not a problem uh, at all. However, uh, I always uh, tell uh, our learners at Speed You Up that uh, it is so important at the same time, even if your business is your greatest passion, to uh, have this balance of uh, social uh, life, family life, and have uh, some time for yourself to reflect on this, what you, uh, what you do, but also just to have simply a break because it can be very tiring and uh, it is important, very important to find this balance uh, straight from the beginning of, uh, of uh, business initiative. Definitely. The other thing I was thinking of is that it's also really important, it certainly was for us that you kept learning so you didn't stay stagnant. So, you know, we would go and do 
different courses with other sort of florists and um, different businesses and things just to learn some new techniques to learn you know to kind of just keep updated and like our wholesalers would sort of do open days and, and we'd have lots of florists sort of come over from Holland and things and they just run workshops but I think you know there were several florists that we've worked with in the past and they questioned why we were spending so much money in, in attending these other events and things. And I think it's just about being able to then keep that competitiveness there. So, um, you know, I think it's really important that you, you have that, that sparkle factor. You've got, you know, the competitive advantage and, you know, something artistic, it's not always going to float everybody's boat. That's the whole joy of art. Um, but it's the same with every business, isn't it? It's, it's the same if you're a cleaning company, what's your unique selling point? Where do you, you know, I've used the word sparkle and then clean, I just thought that's probably a terrible name there, but, um, you know, where, where, why do you stand out? Why should somebody use you rather than the other person? It can't always just be about cost, it has to be about something else, certain like, you know, your own use eco-friendly product or, um, you've got a really, you're carbon neutral, you know, or whatever, whatever it is. I think it's really important that people really think about, about making themselves stand out. Yeah, um, of course. So, yeah. And, and also, uh, if I may add, um, it is about knowing uh, your customers. It is about knowing what they uh, want, what they need. Uh, it is about thinking, okay, how can I, uh, deliver whatever service or product they want and Francesca you are very rightly said uh, attending events uh, meeting with people who uh, do similar business and doing the constant research of what is popular what isn't uh, this is so important because at the end of the day you need to be uh, at the top of it and know what uh, your customers uh, want uh, from you Definitely. Um, I'm going to show a little bit of geekiness now, just so that, you know, Dan doesn't show us in love with his well-known back. But, um, you know, there are some really interesting tools out there. So there's a business canvas that will help you kind of work around kind of what you want your business to look like, what barriers you might come across. And all of these things can be used for planning, but also in kind of just business development. But probably one of my favourite strategies and things, which is something that um, I love, and most people think about blue sky thinking, but this is called the blue ocean strategy. Um, so it's uh, Rene Mulvern and um, W. Chan Kim. Um, and basically it's about kind of thinking about, we'll take cleaning as an example. So, you know, lot, there are lots of cleaners out there, lots of self-employed cleaners and everything else. And where there's lots of competition, everybody's charging about the same, everybody's services are about the same. That's kind of like the red ocean. But where you want to be is you want to be in the blue ocean, which is where you have the competitive advantage, where you're offering something a little bit different, where actually your competitors really aren't competitors. Because if your customers are looking for whatever it is you're offering, then that's kind of where they're going to go. So you're going to draw them into the, the blue sort of ocean. And um, I've used the strategy a few times. Unfortunately, I learned it after um, the, the forestry company. So 
I think, you know, it would definitely be something that I'd use again, but I've used it within the employment support team. And I think it's, you know, it's a really good way to just think about where your business is and think about your barriers. And the barriers are sometimes competitors. They don't always have to be, but sometimes they are. But also looking at the collaborations that you can you can have. So we were part of a collaboration between um, uh, a funeral director um, and a photographer and us. And the, uh, the photographer thing sounds a little bit weird. It worked. Um, but basically it kind of allowed us that if we were going out and doing a consultation around um, funerals and things, then if they didn't have, um, I don't know, somebody in mind, then we were able to kind of signpost. And, and it's about that, that collaborative approach, it's that supporting each other, isn't it, in businesses. Um, and yeah, the, um, we had collaboration, I can't remember the name of the group now, I think it was New Forest Weddings or something. We had that as well. And again, I mean, that just, that one just grew. We ended up with all sorts, party planners, chocolate makers, <laughs> but, um, but you know, it all helps. Adriana, so thanks so much for joining us today. I really enjoyed the conversation and things that we've had. So it would be really great to hear some more about the Seed You Up project. Are you able to tell us a bit more about it? Of course. Uh, so Speed You Up Young Entrepreneur Programme uh, is a programme which is European funded. Um, and is delivered at the same time uh, in France, Belgium, uh, the Netherlands, and here in the UK. Uh, actually, we have two other partner, uh, partners in the UK. Uh, Devon Mind uh, is one of them, and the other, Bournemouth uh, University. Um, I am uh, based uh, in Aldershot, uh, and I represent WSX Enterprise, uh, a company uh, which uh, manages lots of different uh, self-employment projects. And one of them uh, is uh, Speed You Up, uh, which I coordinate and I deliver a training as well. And the program uh, itself is about self-employment and uh, is for young people aged 16 to 25 who uh, were maybe thinking about uh, setting up a business or also for those who have actually no idea what they want to do uh, in the future. Uh, we really hope that this program would um, encourage young people to try out setting up a business um, and, uh, and learn more about skills uh, needed in self-employment. Uh, the program talks about business idea, how to generate a business idea, and then how to plan your business. And with, within business planning, there are lots of different uh, aspects. Uh, there is everything from marketing and uh, communication, uh, how you uh, do your uh, market research, customers and so on. So all of it uh, comes uh, into business planning. But most importantly, what we want to achieve is not only to um, uh, encourage young people to set up businesses, but also uh, to encourage them to develop further, to ensure that they will uh, stay on this educational path and try to uh, learn more about either business, setting up a business or uh, about uh, 
subject area they are uh, passionate about, uh, which would help them then uh, to, uh, to set up uh, their business. Brilliant. Oh, thank you. Oh, great. I can't wait to be one of the coaches to train them and see what ideas in people come up with. Yeah, yeah really. it's really exciting. I can't wait. Yes, I, I am so happy, very happy that, that you uh, decided to participate because your experience and your enthusiasm is so much needed. Uh, and uh, I believe that there will be so many young people interested in the subject. Um, just to add that um, initially uh, we scheduled for the uh, program uh, to consist of a minimum five uh, sessions. Um, so uh, the sessions are around all the topics I mentioned, uh, like, uh, for example, uh, skills needed uh, in business and so on. Um, but we could be very flexible with regards to the uh, coaching and how we uh, deliver the program uh, for these learners who are coming outside schools. Uh, so um, uh, as long as uh, the learners will maintain this minimum of five uh, contact uh, points with, with yourself, that would be fantastic. And of course, the program cutters the individuals and the groups. Uh, it would be lovely to have uh, groups uh, of learners because then they can interact and share their um, experiences or ask questions. But at the same time, uh, we are happy to uh, deliver the course to individuals and uh, ensure that everyone who, uh, who thinks about uh, setting up a business will be able to attend the program. Uh, Speed You Up, actually, um, I haven't mentioned this yet, uh, started uh, last year and will uh, end, the project will end uh, in uh, either September 2022 or uh, if there will be an extension to the project in March 2023. So we have a really long time um, to develop the program and uh, deliver it to, uh, to many uh, people. Uh, who are residents of Hampshire or Surrey and who are unemployed because this is one of the requirements. So there are three requirements in order to qualify for the course. Uh, you, uh, the learners need to be aged 16 to 25, be unemployed and live in Hampshire or Surrey. They can be in education or not. Uh, this uh, doesn't affect uh, their participation, but they must be unemployed and, in addition, not earn any money at the same time. Uh, so this is very important to underline. Yeah, we'll um, put a, a link and everything into the SpeedRot website. So um, if anyone is interested, mm -hmm. then find out more and get some support. Definitely. And if you're in Southampton, then make sure you keep an eye out for when we run the, the course and we'll, you know, we'll gladly have you on and um, look forward to it. Lovely. Actually, um, Dan yesterday attended a meeting for uh, coaches um, across Europe, coaches who deliver the program uh, in uh, the countries I mentioned, so Belgium, uh, the Netherlands and France. Um, and uh, uh, what I love about this project is that at the same time, same program uh, is delivered in so many regions of Europe 
and that we have this this passion in common to to help young people to uh, to uh, to set up uh, their businesses and that there are so many people like us across Europe who uh, who actually uh, are helping uh, learners at the moment I think uh, this is a great uh, great feel uh, great feeling yeah definitely yeah it's really good yeah yeah so um yeah that's that's brilliant so thank you so much Adriana for, for joining us and, and talking about these, these really exciting opportunities. So um, we're coming towards the end of the podcast now, uh, but what I thought uh, would be quite quite fun for me, I don't know about Francesca and Adriana, but um, I've, I've got a, a short quiz uh, that I've prepared. Um, three questions related to business or self-employment in, in some way. Um, so yeah, let's, let's see how Let's uh, go for it. <laughs> question one, I'm going to take you back to 1999 and two British men started a fashion business which copied clothes that were worn by popular celebrities. But do you know what is the name of the brand that they created? Can I say? Yeah. Dolce & Gabbana. Okay, what about you? Don't know I, I can't see your notes, Dan. Um, I don't know. You've seen how I dress, Dan. It's not like I really follow high street kind of trends. Um, I don't know. I want to say it's something a little bit current. <sighs> two men. Two men. Two British men. Oh, British. Sorry, I didn't get <laughs> this call. <laughs> So definitely not Dolce & Gabbana, sorry. Uh, no, I will think again, one moment. Um, I'm not into fashion. No. <laughs> I, I'm not going to, to mention a very famous shop, uh, high street shop, I shop, <laughs> uh, not very expensive one. Um, hmm. I'll play this. I have no idea. Okay. No, I don't know. <laughs> the answer to that one is ASOS. And I found out ASOS actually apparently it stands for as seen on screen. Oh, <laughs> and uh, should point out other clothing brands are available. <laughs> <laughs> so question two. Um, so we've all seen The Apprentice, Lord Sugar. He's got two assistants on the programme. Uh, which of his assistant, though, was the small business ambassador to the UK government? Can I Google it? If you get the answer, you go for it, because I have no idea. I don't know either. <laughs> I can half-heartedly say I've never watched The Apprentice. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. It's, it's Karen Brady. Oh, there you go. Yeah, she was the the small business ambassador. Oh, interesting. Uh, you know that I actually met her uh, two years ago. There was a, a conference for women in business uh, in Fambra, uh, and she was one of the guest speakers uh, at this event. And she was fantastic. She was so inspirational and. Uh, 
uh, full of advice and experience she shared with everyone. And this relates to this, what you both said, that people, people in business are so keen on sharing their knowledge with, with others. So yes. <laughs> All right, so final question, last chance to redeem yourselves. Um, in the British banking system, what do the letters BACS stand for? Well, you said that you don't like finance, but yeah. that's probably the best question for you. No, not really. Um... Uh, in, did you say in banking? Yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to joke and say, is it bucks, like dollars? But no, <laughs> I don't do <laughs> this. <laughs> um, no. Are you giggling? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Maybe bankers association. It stands for Bankers Automated Clearing Service. Of course, it does. Which yeah. more you guess. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, oh. that was a. Uh, Thanks, Dan, for making both of us clear. I will also say I had no idea of the answers to any of those questions either. Yeah. If, if I, unless I was the quiz master, <laughs> you'd be quiz master. I will be quiz master next time. Yeah, you're But actually, picking up on something very quickly that Adriana said um, about the fact that um, uh, we've seen her, um, I can't remember her name, Karen Brady. Yeah, Karen Brady um, sort of present and was an inspirational speaker. Also, makes me think about if you do start setting up this discipline, make sure you put yourself in for local awards around sort of local entrepreneur. Um, there's the Wedding Suppliers Awards, there's the Venus Women's Awards, there's all these different awards. And I think it's really important that you have the confidence to put yourself forward and to nominate yourself and get your customers to nominate you because that's also just going to take your business up to that next level. It's going to raise a bit more awareness of your business, but also you don't know who you're going to be sat around. Hopefully, at some point, we'll be able to have proper award ceremonies again. You don't know necessarily who you're going to be sharing your table with, and it could be the next person that's going to take your business to that next level. And so um, that was the one thing I wanted to say: is make sure you're you're proud of your brand and that you do shout about it and nominate yourself for awards. I, I, I agree actually with that and uh, that's why this is so important to, um, uh, to, for example, take advantage of social media like Twitter or Instagram where you can connect uh, to other people who are constantly uh, visible and constantly advertising the, um, uh, their services or products and uh, join them in this conversation and yes, join uh, different uh, initiatives, clubs, uh, associations and uh, awards, uh, which there are, if there are any. So this is on the notes that Dan um, made. Uh, I, I never stick to the notes. Okay. So we're going totally off piece now. But Adriana, what one piece of um, advice would you offer somebody who was looking at starting up their own business? 
um, I would say definitely go for it. Uh, don't hesitate because your business idea is a unique idea, even if there will be lots of similar services or products around. Uh, if you have a passion uh, for something, definitely go for it. On the other hand, please don't worry if you don't have a passion at the moment. Try to learn, try to explore and uh, gather as many new experiences as possible because eventually you will find uh, this business idea and then once you have this idea, just go for it because uh, if not now, then when? Yeah, no, absolutely. Totally great. Dan, what about you? I would say my advice would be put yourself out there as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Networking, social media, you know, formal, informal, just take every opportunity that comes your way. Any training you can do, any support that you can get, just make the most of it. Yeah, definitely. And I think mine would be don't be afraid to ask for help. And, and that can be, you know, both from professionals, but also, you know, just other people who are in similar situations to you or put something out on Facebook or, you know, Instagram, whatever, whatever it is, but just don't sit and worry about things. If you don't know the answer, ask the question because somebody will always have the answer. Or if they don't have the answer, they'll be able to suggest where you can go to get help. So. Um, you know, we are really lucky in Southampton. We've got all sorts of different got pubs and there's the Stoneland Growth Hub, which has so much different, you know, information and, and pointers and everything else. So I'd, I'd definitely just reach out, but yeah, just ask for help. So I guess that's all for today's episode. Um, make sure that you join us next month for more important advice and conversation. Um, but please don't forget to send us your thoughts and comments. All of, your, all of the contact details that, um, that you need are on our access southampton.co.uk forward slash jobcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. Thank you.